Hey there, my name is Peyton Macy's and you're listening to AnyCast. AnyCast is about anything and everything. We have some cool guests on sometimes, or sometimes it's just me. But enjoy today's episode and I hope you learn something new. that I have created for the Disneyland rides, Disneyland and Disneyland California Adventure rides, both in one giant tier list. Now, for those of you that do not know what a tier list is, you are missing out dramatically and a lot on life, uh, like fun content on YouTube and stuff. And I don't really know if people do these on podcasts because it's more better to see it on YouTube laid out. But I'm going to attempt it on a podcast. So how a tier list works is you rank whatever you're going to rank. Let's say um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid books or U.S. Presidents. There, there are like U.S. President ones or the Disneyland rides. You get them all and then you rank them from S from F to S. This goes on the car scale of class. S being the best. And F is the worst. So without further ado, let's get into today's tier list. In the F tier, at the very bottom, we have Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. I hate Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage with a passion. I really do. It is my least favorite ride of all time. It's just so awful. I think I'm a little bit claustrophobic. The effects on it are really bad. You just go in this little circle. And it's pretty pointless, honestly, in my opinion. But that's the submarine voyage for you. It's located in Disneyland in Tomorrowland. Which, that's my other problem with it. It's located in Tomorrowland. First of all, the queue is really awful. Second of all, it's in Tomorrowland. What's so futuristic and... Yeah, just what's so futuristic about a submarine? Like, these submarines have been around for a very long time. So I don't understand why it's so futuristic. Um, I I feel like it's very misplaced. Anyways, moving on now. To Casey Jr. Circus Train. If anybody's been on this, you know that it's a very... I guess, smaller card, and you have to fit in it. Me being a teenager and I'm very tall, it's very hard for me to fit in this. Plus, you just go in a little circle in some tunnels, and they just play the Casey Jr. song, and it gets on your nerves. I don't really enjoy it. It's a very hidden ride. It's pretty, you gotta kind of search for it, if I remember correctly, in the parks. Like, it's kind of tucked in the back of Fantasyland. I think you actually have to walk past some restaurants or maybe like a gift shop or something or 
maybe a bathroom area, I think, and the queue is, there, there really isn't a queue, if I remember correctly, but anyways, moving on now to Emotional Whirlwind, or sorry, no, Jesse's Critter Care Zone. Now we're going to be going to um, California Adventures for this one and the next two. Now, Jesse's Critter Carousel took the place of King Triton's Carousel, which you got to ride on like fish. I put the carousel this low because I don't really care for carousels. They're, they're just, they're classic, but Disney has like two of them, one in each park, and I don't really understand that. I mean, I kind of do, I guess, if you... If you only pay for the one ticket, like only one park, one ticket type thing, not park hopping, then I get it. But this one is just like unnecessary in my opinion. It's right next to Toy Story Mania and we have another Toy Story line. Like they, I would have put it higher if they did something better and different. Like maybe they could have done, um, I don't know, something with... Um, I don't know, they had Incredicoaster and Toy Story, and then they have an Inside Out, and they used to have Bugs Land. They could have just done another Bugs Land thing if they wanted. They could have done, I would say Finding Nemo, but they already have Finding Nemo with the Submarine Voyage in Disneyland. They could have done like any other Pixar movie. I'm kind of blanking right here, but I'm going to try to figure a Pixar movie out that they could have done. I guess you could have just done... Maybe Wally, maybe just all the Pixar movies in one, so you could like ride a horse if it was brave. You could, I don't really know. Maybe you could ride like something icy to think you're frozen or something, or maybe you ride a garbage cube. Right? It, it could have been a lot cooler, but they just picked Jesse. Now I'm gonna be talking about one that I have not been on, but I watched the YouTube videos and it's very. It's very bad in my opinion. Emotional Whirlwind is the direct copy, essentially the direct copy of Flick's ride. Now, if you don't remember, back before Avengers Campus, Flick had a ride. Back before, but Avengers Campus, actually it was Bugs Land. So there was a lot of little kitty rides, and now it's Avengers Campus, more for like, I'd still actually say it's for kids. It still has one kitty ride, actually. Not like super kitty, but a uh, good one for kids, I guess, to get on. But that one, you just went in circles in the air. That's the same thing you do here on Emotional Whirlwind. And another bad thing about this is that it's in Pixar Pier. Same with Jesse, which I got nothing against Pixar Pier. It used to be Paradise Pier. It's like the biggest and best land in California Adventures, one of the best, but Pixar Pier, it's like tucked way back there, like behind the fun wheel, which is crazy to even think about. Up next, I have Jumping Jellyfish. Now, Jumping Jellyfish is also in California Adventures, uh, Adventure, sorry, it is in the Paradise Pier-like area, they still have Paradise Pier, right next to Pixar Pier. It's really weird because it's like all the same land. It's just this stuff isn't Pixar, so they just remain to call it Paradise Pier. Anyways, um, Jumpin' Jellyfish is like a really kitty outdoor Tower of Terror type thing. You go up and down, 
Now, the thing with these up and down rides, I always look at the view. I even look at this on roller coasters, but roller coasters not so much because when you're on a roller coaster, you're not really thinking about the view. Now, some of them give you really cool view shots and you kind of like go up the hill and everybody gets like this maybe one to two seconds of looking and it's like going up and then you go down. Like I can remember Six Flags Magic Mountain, Goliath. If you're at least in the middle, maybe sometimes even in the front, you know, and in the back, you get to see the park, you know, you get to see the scary drop you're going to go on. Um, but Jumpin' Jellyfish has been kitty for me now that I'm grown up, so I don't really care for it anymore. Um, it's not that good. Going on over to Disneyland and Toontown, this is the top of my F tier, which means it sucks in my opinion, but not as bad as Sunbrain Voyage, which is the worst Disneyland ride. Anyways, Gadgets Go Coaster, which is in Toontown. So, this is literally a 30, maybe 45 to 60 second ride. Like, look up the YouTube videos. They'll say, like, on the cover, maybe, like, um, I don't know, a couple minutes, but they probably take you, like, through the queue. A lot of those ride videos like to do shots of the ride outside so you can see what you're going to, like, it's a preview of what you're going to see, and it's like, like, I don't know, I guess it's for people online to, like, use in their YouTube videos if they're talking about stuff. They can just play this and then, I don't know, I don't know why they do that. Anyways, it's like 60 seconds, go look it up on YouTube, it's really small. Um, I like it though, it's just, it's 60 seconds, so I put it down there. <clears throat> also the queue, <clears throat> I do have to actually admit, the queue on this one is it's better than all of the rest. Like, Jesse's Critter Carousel don't doesn't even have a queue. I don't think Emotional Whirlwind really has a queue. Neither does the Circus Train or Jumping Jellyfish. And when I say, like, don't mean, doesn't have a queue, what I mean is it's just, like, bars outside because they knew it was going to be, like, a lower-performing ride type of thing. So there's not, like, art. You don't get to get this theme. Uh, once we get to, like, I'm looking around. Once we get into C-tier, we're getting cues that tell a story, some of them. Well, actually, there are some in, um, yeah, okay, actually, the only one in, there's actually one in S tier that doesn't have a great cue, but it's amazing. Anyways, <clears throat> now going into the D tier. At the bottom of the D tier, I almost put this one in F tier. I was really debating, like, should I put it in the F tier? I really don't like this, right? Pixar powered around. It's the exact same thing as the Mickey Fun Wheel. Before that, it was this cringy-looking, hyper-realistic California sun and a Fun Wheel. Really weird. But since Pixar Pier, I think that came out in like 2019, 2018. I'm pretty sure 2018, like maybe summer of 2018. Really big. But then they just did Pixar. I don't really like fun wheels. I don't get the rave about them. Some people consider the fun wheel like the top 10 essential things to do at California Adventure. And I guess if it was my first time at California Adventure, it's very iconic. So I would get on it. I went on this ride when I was like five and I just did not see it special. Also, it's like 30 to 60 minute wait time. And the queue is awful, really awful, like really bad 
queue, man. Um, if you don't know what a queue is, I should explain this. This is the ride line. Disney does an excellent job in most queues. But some queues, like Submarine Voyage and Emotional Whirlwind. I don't even know. I, like, Submarine Voyage actually is a great example. And probably the Casey Jr. one. I don't remember where that's located. Or the Gadgets Go Coaster. Gadgets Go Coaster actually has a better queue. But anyways, for Submarine Voyage, they don't really have a great queue because you can see the ride. There's not going to be that many people that are going to get on it. Plus, there's stuff surrounding you. So you can look at the Matterhorn in front of you or somewhere around you. Um, with, with the Pixar one, I don't really know why they don't have a great queue. I guess they just didn't have the room to build one. Moving on now to the Prince Charming Carousel. Prince Charming's Carousel is in the D tier because I still don't like carousels. But this one's more classic and I can respect it because this is like something... If you watch Saving Mr. Banks, which I've seen this clip, it's like Julie Andrews and um, Julie Andrews' character, I think, she plays in the movie. No, she doesn't play in the movie. I forgot who. But it's about... It, Saving Mr. Banks is the entire documentary on how it was to be... How they made Mary Poppins and acquired the rights or figured stuff out. There's a scene, though, where he waltz at Disney land and he sees his kids on the carousel and he just enjoys that to see them having fun on a carousel now before disneyland was even made i'm pretty sure some of the books that i have and stuff that i've heard and read has like said what was just sitting in the park one day you know and seeing them go on the carousel and, like he wanted to make a family like environment and i think this is one of the most iconic rides at disneyland if you really look at it because there's a lot of like lore behind it i guess you could say there's a lot of history in depth on this thing but for me not my favorite dumbo the flying elephant oh i forgot to actually mention pixar pound around is in the pixar pier now we're in disneyland for a little bit here back to disneyland with the the carousel in fantasyland and Dumbo in Fantasyland, and the one after that, which is Mad Tea Party in Fantasyland. So the these three or these two, Fantasyland, Dumbo, Dumbo, Dumbo just doesn't give me a good view, and I don't really like this ride because Dumbo's the type of ride where you go in a circle outside, and you can kind of kind of control with the little lever thing to go up and down. Now. You can't really go that high on these rides. But there's a different ride that we'll get to later in the C tier. I think, yes, the C tier that I absolutely love. Because it's, I don't, well, it's not like my absolute favorite. But this one, the one in the C tier, you get a better view. You can go up higher. It's a cool, like, layout, I think. But then for Dumbo, it's just like, I didn't really care for Dumbo as a movie. And the sights aren't that great from what I remember. Now, Mad Tea Party. The only way you can make Mad Tea Party interesting is by eating or drinking something that you know will make you sick. And then you spin and spin and then you throw up. Honestly, that that's the only way. The Mad Tea Party is just... Oh, there's many, many problems.
Pokemon so bad, buddy. I I don't really even know where to go with it, honestly. Um, I don't like it at all. But yeah, that's besides the that yeah, I just don't like it. Um, it's not a creative cue at all. In fact, it's placed in the in a terrible spot in my opinion. It's placed in between. Um, Alice in Wonderland and, um, oh gosh, what's that called? Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and Alice in Wonderland share like the same show building. They just blocked area off and I'm pretty sure there's even like footage on YouTube that you can find. I'm pretty sure I watched it where Mr. Toad broke down. There was no music, no sound effects, no nothing. And you could hear the Alice in Wonderland ride very faintly, but you could you could still audibly hear it to a degree. Anyways, Dumbo, Mad Tea Party, and the Carousel do not have cues. They rely on the surrounding area. Moving back into California Adventure for these three, Toe Major. Toe Major is the first entry on the list with a very extensive, well, like, with a better cue. Go Coaster did have somewhat of a cue, but... I think Tomater has a cool cue. The only reason I put Tomater here is you just go in a circle and they play some weird Mater music where he sings a song and I'm I'm just not a fan of it. And you just go in a circle and it's very loud and obnoxious. But the cue is pretty cool. It's like callbacks to all the cartoon shorts. You can go find them on YouTube and Disney+. Plus. But yeah, this is in California Adventure and in Cars Land. Now, we have the Golden Zephyr, which is in Paradise Pier. These next two are actually Golden Zephyr and Silly Symphony's Wings, Paradise Pier. Golden Zephyr doesn't really have a cue at all. Yeah, it doesn't have a cue. And I put this this low because I do enjoy it. It's just, it's almost always shut down because of wind. Like, they can't. It's a very interesting ride. I guess it's not really sustainable to the wind. So it's a lot of the time shut down. And if you can get on it, you have to rush over there for like 15 minutes. And some people go. Others are like already in other lines. So who cares? But whenever you get on it, it's like pure metal. They're not really golden. They're more like silver. I guess like the gold effect kind of just died out. Um, And then the silver part just burns. You do not want to touch the handlebar and everything. Like, it's bad. Moving on now to the top of the D tier, Silly Symphony Swings. Silly Symphony Swings is based off of my favorite Silly Symphony. Now, Silly Symphonies are little, like, uh, shorts. Not always with Mickey, but this one's based off of the Mickey short where it's Mickey and the band. And they play classical music. You go in a circle on a swing. It's in Paradise Pier, so you get to look at the water. You get to look at Pixar Pier, because it's just, like, right there. Good view. You can even see the Tower of Terror. I don't remember if you could see a lot, like, actually the ride. Uh, Radiated Racers, I don't think you could see it from this. But I put it so low because I actually have a fear of this ride. I can get on Goliath at Six Flags, but I can't get on this because... Swing rides, if you do not know, are like what they sound like. Swings, as you know, they are very, like they, usually at schools, they're chained up, like they're chains, uh, and then you swing on the swing, right? Well, 
They use cables, four of them, on a tiny little seat. And I just have this fear that it's, the cables are going to break because there's been freak accidents of that. You can go and terrify yourself online with those stories. But yeah. Moving in to the bottom of our seats here. We will be going back to Disneyland for the next three entries. First up, we have Alice and Wonderland, the dark ride. Now... When I say dark rides, I might address what type of rides these are if I know what they are. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's just dark ride, roller coaster, and ride. Ride is just not a dark ride or a roller coaster, but dark rides are like the indoor ones. They call them dark rides because they're very dimly lit, but then they're lit up by lighting. So really, if the lights are on in the room, it's going to look weird. If not, it's going to look good. So dark rides are more like the indoor ones. Um, it doesn't mean like the ride is dark and it's evil. No. But Alice in Wonderland doesn't really get a cube. It's it's pretty bad cute. It's just like giant mushrooms. And it's outside. So I put this one so low because um, I just don't enjoy it. I don't know why people enjoy this ride, but they do. It is a unique to Disneyland. It's not a Disney World, which I will be doing a Disney World tier list, which will be epic. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's just Alice in Wonderland is not for me. Sorry, I'm a little bit sick today. Next up, we have Snow White's Scary Adventures. Now, this has been recently changed to, like, Snow White's... I think like adventures or storybook adventures. I have no idea. But we're going to go off of the old one and the new one as a mixture. I, I guess I can just go off the new one. I don't know if they changed the queue. I think they did to less scary, which is sad. But I guess the little kids got scared. The queue, though, was very immersive. I don't know what the new queue is like. So let's just actually go off of the scary. Uh, the old one, very immersive. You can see the witch's layer. Not the greatest queue, but it's definitely an upgrade from all the rest. Uh, this ride was really cool. Very short. But I put it down here because it's just not one of my favorite dark rides. Next up, we have Raw or Astro Orbiters. Or actually, it's just called Astro Orbiter. Now, this is the one that I was talking about when I was talking about Dumbo. This one is just like Dumbo. Except it's so much better. Because first of all, it's in Tomorrowland. The last two, if I did not mention, were in Fantasyland. This one is in Tomorrowland. One of my favorite lands. Really cool concept. Is it always executed well? No. No. I'm just going to break it to you. But I really like the land because it houses some of the most popular rides. And some of the coolest. Um, oh, Not because it. Yeah, popular. Because I like a lot of the popular rides here. Except for the fun wheel. <clears throat> but. Astro Orbiter, you get in this little spaceship, and you fly, like a little space pod. You use the lever up and down. Now, this one gets starts out a little bit slow, goes faster, just like all these types of rides. But the view you can get is really awesome, and I like just flying in a spaceship. I like sci-fi, so it really sells it to me. There is no cue for this ride. Rollican, now going back into California Adventures for this one, Rollican Roadsters, and the next one. Little Mermaid. Now, Rollickin' Roadsters, I put it up here. 
in C because it's not my absolute favorite and because I overrode the ride, but it used to be a tire ride until like people started getting, I think, concussions and stuff and lawsuits were being filed and Disney was like, we got to just backtrack. And plus it wasn't really that popular of a ride. It was like bumper tires, which is really bizarre. And the seating was awful. I remember that ride. That would have went in the F tier. But, Rockin' Roadsters, the Roadsters look like Luigi. Now, Luigi and Guido have a really cool queue. Well, pretty cool, actually. It's very nice, simple. Um, The indoor part is. There is an outdoor part that's lame. You just look at the ride. But the indoor, you look at the tires, the medals and trophies that they've helped Lightning McQueen achieve, and all these other great Roadsters. They, like, very much so examine the, like, I guess racing everything type world. Because, you know, they're, like, the car enthusiasts, you know? Um, but they dance to a song on the ride, and it's pretty fun. And there is no track, which is really cool. And you go back and forth. Um, sometimes you'll be, like, jolted back, like, right to left, like, really quickly, like, uh, I don't know. Like, very quickly, and it'll, I guess, surprise you, and possibly even, like, make you hurt a bit. Because <laughs> you, if you're just the only one in the car, and you're not, if you're just, like, loosely fastening your seatbelt, you can just slam into the car side, but it's fun. Up next is The Little Mermaid. So, this one is in Paradise Pier. I put it here because... It runs on the Haunted Mansion track system. If you don't know what that is, it's the actually, I think they call it the Omni Mover, which means track never stops. It just keeps on going, it keeps on going, it keeps on going. I'm pretty sure it even goes overnight. I think you can actually, no, you can't have like a button, but it's just on a conveyor belt. Um, there's a nice AC. It's a pretty cool um, retelling of The Little Mermaid from Scuttle, I think is his name. Scuttle's point of view. He doesn't really talk the entire way throughout it, but it's good. It's good. The queue, there really isn't one. When you get inside, you see a mural, and then when you enter, when you get in your little clamshell, you enter through, like, a broken pirate ship, which is kind of cool. And, yeah, going back now for the last entries in C, we're going to be in Disneyland. Going into Fantasyland. We have It's a Small World, and next up, Peter Pan. It's a Small World is a classic, undoubtedly. One of the four that came back to Disneyland from the World's Fair. I'm trying to, I said that very slowly, because I'm trying to remember if all four came back. I believe only two of them in full, but variations of a third one did. I should do a podcast on the World's Fair, but I don't know if it would really be that informative. Or, I don't know. It'd be very short. But anyways, it's a small world. Of course, the catchy tune, it's showcased in, I'm sure, a lot of movies. I don't really know, actually. I know it's in the Tomorrowland movie, and it, like, leads George, young George Clooney's character, I forgot what his character is, to Tomorrowland. Pretty cool movie. Anyways, it's a small world. It's a great um, ride, it's a boat ride, it's very calming and relaxing, but it does get on my nerves, and it is a classic, so I do like it, but there is no queue, and it's a 
it's a bad cue, like really bad. There is literally no cue, and you're out there in the sun, and there's barely any umbrellas. Like, you would have thought that Disney would just start, you would have thought like Disneyland would just say during the pandemic, hey, we're gonna pour a lot of money into umbrella putting covers over our queues. Nope, nope, <laughs> didn't happen to my knowledge. Up next in Fantasyland also, Peter Pan's Flight. Now, Peter Pan's Flight is a classic, undoubtedly. A lot of people love this ride for various different reasons. I love it. It's really cool. You get to hang on the ceiling and just fly. Like, you're in the pirate ship. It's really fun stuff. Um, I put it in C because it's not that special to me because it's a 60-minute wait, like, all the time. And I know in the S tier I have some very long wait rides, but this one, it's a dark ride, and it's like 60 minutes. And I usually don't really get on it. I'm like, I can pass as long as it's, if it's like 30 minutes, I'll wait. If it's 60, nah, I've done it, been there, done that, nope. But Peter Pan's flight is epic. Uh, no cue. <laughs> A lot of the Fantasyland rides just have a mural as their cue. Like, you get inside, and it's just a mural. Which, this one does have a cool mural. Like, of, I think it actually has some of the characters on it. Maybe it's just Neverland. Sadly, It's a Small World doesn't even have, like, a mural. But, I guess, uh, going back to Small World, um, the cue is actually kind of cool. Especially if they're, like, if it's hitting the hour, there's actually a clock. And so, like, the dolls come out and, like, walk around in their band thing. It's cool. Anyways, moving on now to Space Mountain. I put this almost at the top of the seats here. Um, I'm sure somebody's going to be like, how dare you put Space Mountain in the C tier? Look, if I never went to Walt Disney World, it would have been, like, my S tier. This is in Tomorrowland. Space Mountain. Now, I must admit, first, the queue, this is the most immersive queue um, so far. And this one really builds a story. You can go, I'm going to put in the description um, a link to my favorite, one of my favorite YouTubers, Offhand Disney. He did this video a couple of years ago, actually researching some of the story on Space Mountain. A lot of Disney rides, because, you know, Imagineers, they're, they're cool people, they try to make these rides very story, like, even the rides you probably think didn't have a story, I'm sure they have some story, I mean, Golden Zephyr probably doesn't, but, Space Mountain has a story, I'm gonna put the link in the description, but, Space Mountain, the ride itself, fun fact, I'm pretty sure I should get the exact, I don't remember the exact amount of miles per hour, but it's in, like, high teens to mid-twenties, they just blow air in your face, I guess, and it feels like you're going 60 out there, but you're actually just going, like, 20. Cool illusion. The, like I said, the key was amazing. The music in the key was amazing. The ride itself is a... It's just gotten worse over the years, to be honest. First, it was like the hyperspace mountain. I was like, all right. But there's a lot of screens, and I'm like, I don't really like that in rides. 
and now it's just that permanently. And then the the Halloween version is a bit disturbing. It's like space cosmo demon skeleton looking thing screaming at your face. Anyways, the main point is that Space Mountain in Disneyland is nothing in comparison to Walt Disney World's. Walt Disney World's Space Mountain is so much more fun because it it's very fat. It's the same speed, but it's so fun because it's like you're in a bobsled essentially, a type of seating. And so you're just like bouncing back and forth and rickety and it it's like it's going to break on you and you're going to die. Plus, there's no screens over there. It's just space stars, so it's better. It's better. Now, at the top of my C tier is Roger Rabbit, is Carspin. Now, I put this one down here because this is literally nothing. Absolute. There's, like, no resemblance to the movie whatsoever except for the fact that they have jessica lenny and roger everything else is so bad oh and the weasels it's no resemblance to the movie the cue for this though it's it's a lengthy cue this honestly takes like 60 minutes to get on and it's a slow cue because the ride vehicles i guess take a while you spin and spin and spin in circles on this Right, going in the back alleys of, like, Toontown and stuff, and it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride. It's, um, it's very fun, but it does, does not resemble to the movie. Now, entering the longest tier on this list, B, um, at the very bottom. I have not gone on this ride, but I can make a census on this. I can really do this. Um, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. The reason I'm putting it at the B tier is because the virtual queue type thing looks awful. You have to wake up so early and you basically have to get lucky to get a good time slot or even a time slot at all on a virtual and you have to arrive there at a certain time it's kind of like fast pass but you're not getting a fast pass <clears throat> now the queue the queue actually is pretty cool it reminds me of the pandora land and like the avatar pandora at disney world it's really cool um they finally did holograms with like ray and bb8 they give you like a hologram message that's very cool now i wasn't a huge fan of the sequel trilogy so i try not basing this off my not so great likes of the sequel trilogy. Now this isn't the B tier, which is pretty far up, so it's pretty good. It's just that virtual queue. The entire ride itself looks actually kind of fun. Um, it's yeah, it's just pretty fun. Um, the entire thing about the stormtroopers is really cool too. You get invaded by first order stormtroopers, and there's probably like five hundred of them just standing there which is really cool you guys should watch the video if you want or if you've been on it um remember back to it <clears throat> because it is a cool um right it's just first i haven't been on it second the virtual queue like that's the one big thing 
I mean, if you're telling me I get up at like 6 in the morning, enter the park at the earliest time I can, and I'm still not going to get in until like 3.30 in the afternoon, that's kind of, that's pretty rigged. Up next is monorail. Monorail, oh actually I forgot to say that uh, Rise of Resistance is in Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Monorail is actually in downtown Disney. I'm pretty sure it's the main station for Monorail at Disneyland. Um, It's way towards the back. But the Monorail is actually really fun. I think it's a cool thing. You get to see like downtown Disney. I'm pretty sure you even get to see a little bit of the parks. Really cool stuff Um, in Monorail. I like it though. It's like a futuristic type train and it'll transport you to places. I'm pretty sure it even No, it goes through the Grand Californian Hotel. Really, if you're not if you don't have your hotel at Disneyland, then don't even bother with it. Oh wait, actually it might have a boarding in Tomorrowland. I have no idea where you can board it. The main point is Monorail can get you from one point to the other pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure it might have a boarding somewhere in the park and then you can just show up in disney springs or sorry downtown disney which then you can walk back to your grand californian hotel or just shop and eat or you can just be dropped off at the disneyland resort hotel next up is storybook land the i think the okay a lot of this is i'll tell you when we change into the california adventure park but storybook land People might overlook this. There isn't a queue. Kind of like Wanderill. I forgot to mention that. There really isn't a queue. Um, but Storybook Land, they are able to update it as much as they'd like. I'm pretty sure they have a little frozen thing. You look at little tiny villages and you're in a boat. It's a pretty relaxing ride. And there's a tour guide on it. Touring you through the thing. You get swallowed by Monstro in the beginning and then... You just get to see all the storybooks. Land stuff from, like, Disney movies. Like, um, I'm pretty sure, like, Jungle Cruise. Like, any classic film and new classics, like Frozen, are there. I think Frozen might be the latest thing that they've added. So, that's, a uh, that's old on the adding stuff to it list. But, like, don't really want to get rid of a lot. Because a lot of that stuff is, um, memories that people have. And they go back ride the ride to see their favorite parts astro blasters so this is in tomorrowland and this is buzz lightyear's version of toy story mania it actually came before toy story mania if i'm not mistaken and it's not as good as toy story mania but the one here at disneyland is way better and way more superior to the one in Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World has an awful Astro Blasters. Awful. I'll get into that on my Disney World one. But Disneyland, Astro Blasters is amazing. <clears throat> um, the queue is good. Once you get inside, you get to see actually an animatronic buzz giving you your mission. You get to see a lot of wall murals about the aliens, just space, there's some Easter eggs of Hidden Mickeys in there. A lot of these rides have Hidden Mickeys inside the lines. And, yeah, that's about it that I can say for that. Now we go to Autopia in, um, in Tomorrowland. 
sorry, I almost blanked there. Autopia is the future of driving, and it's sponsored by some car brand that I cannot remember. It might be Honda. It might be Honda now. But Autopia is really fun. It's like miniature. It's kind of like go-kart racing on a track. And you get to see astronauts now. Like, that's really cool. Like, before that, it was like, what is so futuristic about driving? It, it's a pretty old invention. When Disneyland was created, people knew how to drive a car. So it was always weird. Why is this in Tomorrowland? But now they have astronauts. So that makes it cool. I think the cue for this is absolutely terrible. There are like videos that you can see of the queue and in the queue but honestly it's really bad i don't like it next up is pinocchio's daring journey in Fantasyland. this is an exclusive ride to disneyland and i really actually enjoy this ride a lot this ride takes you through of course the events of pinocchio in the movie um the the queue it it's bad Really, it just has a mural, and you hear the actors like the me song playing, but the ride's cool. It's a good dark ride. Good dark ride. I forgot to mention which ones are dark rides. Um, Roger Rabbit, Peter Pan. I'd even say It's a Small World. Um, Astro Blasters is definitely in Pinocchio. Now, stuff like Monroe, not a dark ride. Storybook Land, no, that's an outdoor. Rise of the Resistance, Thrill Ride. Space Mountain Roller Coaster. Um, and that's all we've covered. Oh, Roger Rabbit is also a dark ride if I didn't say that. Sorry if I'm repeating. Now we go to... Oh, yes, now we are in California Adventures with this amazing dark ride, which I hope they never get rid of. It used to be home to a disturbingly weird... Hollywood journey thing. Really awful ride. But now it's Mike and Sully to the rescue. Now the key for this is really fun. Once you get inside, even when you just enter, you enter this place. The entrance is like giant art. You can find the pictures online in the exact same art style as in the introduction of the movie with a bunch of doors and your favorite characters. Um, I haven't been lately talking about where these rides are located because... The last few have been located in good places, except for Monorail, you know, I did mention that. Um, but this one, this one's located still in a good place, you can see it. You kind of do have to search for it just a bit. Um, but it's in, I think they call it like Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, Hollywood Boulevard, and you get to come in here and just get on this epic ride where you go through the events of, with Mike and Sully, and it's a really good dark ride. You get to, like, get in the taxi cab. It's a great dark ride. The queue is really cool. It's like you're an employee of Monsters Incorporated type of thing. And then you kind of just go on this journey. And it's like news report. A child is out on the loose killing people type of thing. Because that's how they react to children. Very rude. But anyways. Moving on now to Goofy Sky School in Paradise Pier. This is... Paradise Pier area, so it's like, you can see the Pixar Pier, kind of. The queue for this is not great. Uh, there is somewhat of a queue. It's kind of like Gadget Ghost Coaster, like, oh, you can see some stuff. And that's it. This line, I haven't been talking about the lines either, because I don't 
address them on all of them. But this one stands out particularly because it's like a 30 minute or 60 minute line. This one's actually worth waiting though, in my opinion. It's what the uh, theme park enthusiasts like to call, I think they call it the mouse, like a mouse ride. Maybe it's a rat race ride. I don't know, but the essential thing is it's a very small thing. It's like a very small little car. And it's like a little maze. You're just making turns. And I think it is called like the mouse maze type rides. This is a really fun one. Now, since it's goofy, it is insane. There are drops. There are sharp turns that make you think your car is going to fall over and you're going to die. I'm not even exaggerating on that. It, there are brakes. Like, they slam on the brakes and you, like, your gut just goes up against the bar. Because it's, like, so close and you're, like, like you think you're going to puke your soul out from this ride. But it is so thrilling. That's why I put it at almost the top of B. I, I love this ride. Many people from hearing that description probably think it's a nightmare to get on, which it is, but it's a good one. And you always go, you have to always make this. If you're going to go to California Adventures, Adventure, this is the number one ride. Get a fast pass for this. Wait, yeah, get a fast pass for like this and you'll just love it. Anyways, moving on back to Disneyland. Winnie the Pooh. Now, I love Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is my favorite character from Disney. Even though, yes, A.A. Mine? Mine? I don't know, but that author let Disney use this stuff. And really, Winnie the Pooh is famous because of Disney. No, Disney did not create this um, uh, British storyteller did. And then Disney was like, hey, that's cool. We can make it. But, um, yeah, sorry, I just saw a little warning that says maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes, and we've hit 45. Anyway, Winnie the Pooh ride is a classic little dark ride. There isn't really a queue, you get to just walk around, and then you get in your honeycomb, and you ride the ride, and it takes you through actually the blustery day. You get to meet some heffalumps and woozles. It's a great ride. It's great for... It's really amazing for Winnie the Pooh fans. Now, top of the B tier. I put this in B because as much as I love this franchise with a passion, this ride, they really, really, really need to change up the videos on this. And yes, I'm talking about Star Tours. The adventures continue. Now this, there's some fantastic stories about this. I'm going to make, I'm actually going to make a podcast on this amazing ride and just deep dive into every amazing thing about this ride. Mostly about the old Star Wars Tours. And the new one, when it released, people were like, oh, this is cool. And then they're like, eh, I'll check it when there's new stuff. And I'm sure when like, Mandalorian drops or Book of Fett. If you're in the parks, get on the ride because you probably get a very, very limited time one. In fact, I'm pretty sure. I wonder if they did a Bot 2, like Journey to Bot 2 when Galaxy's Edge released. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. The point is, amazing ride. The queue for this is very strange. There isn't, there's like no queue in the beginning, but then you enter this room that is so boring. 
um, I think they actually built it later on because they were like, dang, this queue, like this ride is really popular, so we need to make this queue. And we see this mural of like the ship that you're going to board and some starships, I think, and planets. Very cool. It's a very basic room with a mural and you can listen to Star Wars music. Scores from John Williams, the great John Williams. Um, and then you actually enter the other room, which is where the more main queue is. And we actually get to see a lot of cool stuff. There's R2-D2 and C-3PO with the giant... Um, the giant ship, tour ship, I forgot what it's called, I don't know, I'm not great with Star Wars ship names, I should probably try to educate myself on some of them, I know like a couple, but this one I just don't know, anyways, R2's in the like little cockpit of this thing, and then 3PO's talking to us, you can see like the giant screen, you know how like when you're at the airport, it's like destination times, they have all that in Aryabish, and you get to like see that, very cool. If you look to your left, I think, I'm sure if you look up a video, they will show you this. You can see Admiral Akbar. At least I assume it's Admiral, Ak Admiral Akbar. And like a buddy of his. In a control room. Very cool stuff. I'm very glad that they added Admiral Akbar because he's an underrated Star Wars character, I feel like. And I just really enjoy his character. Um, then the queue actually just goes to, like, a luggage guy. Like, the queue is really cool. It's really awesome. It's almost, I, it's, like, on the same level of Space Mountain queue. Um, yeah, that's, that's the beach here. Now we're gonna be entering, oh, actually, I did want to say the outro of this queue. Like, the, there is a gift shop that it connects, but it's pretty cool actually the gift shop and like just getting off the ride you get to walk around you see some murals of visit um naboo and all these other places great stuff now moving into the final tiers all right i might sign a bit different in this one um the reasoning on anchor you get the 60 minute uh warning on your segment didn't actually know that but you learn something new every day anyways back on into it we are still in disneyland in the bottom of the a tier these i mean ever since like ever since like b tier these are the rides that i really love except for resistance i haven't been on it and monorail it's cool but not really love but like these are the ones that I cherish the most, but especially A and S, absolute, I have to get on them. Still in Disneyland, though, for um, a lot of these actually in both, well, I think I'm trying to count one, two, three, four, five, six, only six California Adventure rides left in these two tiers. The rest are Disneyland, which is crazy. Uh, these tiers aren't... These tiers, I tried to make them smaller, but I couldn't make them super small. But trust me, when you hear these, these are, you'll agree. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is my, one of my really favorites. I like this movie, actually. I, I don't even really know if you could call it a movie. It's like a 40-minute TV special, I guess you could say. Um, 
I like the characters, the music, uh, all of it. This ride is really cool. It's, it's a, it's a little bit like the special. Until of course you get hit by the train and then you go to hell, which is really bizarre, um, and dark on Disney's part. Um, but it's it's an interesting ride. I really like it. The queue. There is no well, actually, I would say. I could make the argument that you actually have a queue the entire time. Because there's like these uh, statues outside. And then you go inside. Like of the five main characters. And then you go inside. And then you actually go into like um, Toad Manor. Toad Hall. Which is really cool. This is the, I think the most. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the most immersive Fantasyland queue. And you get to see a mural, not only a mural, but like there's tote statues, there's bookshelves and everything. It all fits the mood of the ride. Anyways. Now. Oh, also, it's a good dark ride. It's just really fun. I've loved it forever. It's really cool. The, the vehicles, I haven't really been talking about the vehicles on these dark rides. Because none of them really stand out too much except for like the taxi and Mike and... Mike Wazowski, the Beacomb, that's pretty cool. Of course, Lenny, the taxi cab, and Roger Rabbit, the, the... I guess I have been kind of talking about the ride vehicle. But in here, you get, like, the little toad cart. Man, that's fun um, to ride in. That's, like, really fun, I think. Now, we have the Disneyland Railroad. I put it up here because it is a classic. I love it, actually. It's really cool. I used to not like it as a little kid. Then I got on it when I was, I don't know, like 10, 11, 12, I don't know. Somewhere in there where I could actually understand it and love it more. And I was like, oh, this is, this is really cool. I actually really like this and enjoy this. It's really, really fun. And I know there's a lot of stops. It's the longest ride. I think maybe 20 minutes if you go look up the video. You can watch the videos on it. Really cool stuff. You get to see like the dinosaurs, which actually I will probably be making a World's Fair one. I, yeah, I'm probably going to have to make a World's Fair podcast, but has some stuff from the World's Fair actually in it. Um, you get to see, like, the canyons, and you get to see a lot of cool sights. There's actually even the Morse code at one of the stations. You can hear the Morse code, and it actually, if you translate it, it's a really cool Easter egg. At the New Orleans stop, you get to hear the Morse code. If you don't know what the Morse code is, it's like a way to communicate with others. I think they use it mostly back in the day because, like, that's kind of text, I guess you could say, like, tele. I don't know. It's a very cryptic code, I guess you could say. You gotta decrypt it all and everything. It actually, the Morse code here recites Walt's very famous speech, which I will play right here. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. So after hearing Walt's very famous speech, 
it's played in the Morse code and you can translate it. I learned this actually from my favorite Disneyland YouTuber, like I've already said, Aquaman Disney. I use a lot of my knowledge from his content and I've like checked it. A lot of different YouTubers out there have educated me on so much Star Wars, Disney, and Marvel. Well, not actually Marvel, not so much. <laughs> I kind of educate myself on the Marvel. Um, but anyways, that's the Disneyland Railroad for you. And the Disneyland Railroad doesn't really have a land. It's like, I guess you could say Main Street. That's the main station. If you're going to start it, get on it at Main Street. Because as it is, Main Street. You know, Main main um and that's where you just should get on it it's right there if you really if i say if i'm gonna make a podcast one day actually about first time guests going to disneyland what i would walk them through to have them do that's probably the first thing i would have them do honestly just get on that if you want to go buy mickey ears go buy them real quick at one of these main street shops and then get on the railroad and then full loop and then walk through, which might sound stupid to some of you, but hey, you see some really cool sights and get a little bit familiar. Next up, Haunted Mansion Hallway. They had this on there, and I was debating, should I even put this? But I saw myself, yes. Because I believe that the Haunted Mansion Hallway is a totally different ride than Haunted Mansion. If you've had the chance to get on Haunted Mansion Hallway, you know what I'm talking about. This, I got on it at night, and then they were playing, like, the Phantom Manor music outside, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And you just see Jack Skellington and Happy Xmas and all that. And I was like, oh, this is amazing, because I love the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's one of the movies that I loved as a little kid, and I still do like it a lot. Don't love it. It's the same amount, but I still like it. Anyways, this was, like, dream come true when I got to go on Halloween. This was the big ride I was looking for forward to like who cares about big thunder mountain literally i was like okay cool i'll enjoy big thunder mountain but haunted mansion is what i'm looking forward to this ride they go out all out every year lasts from october to i think maybe a little bit of january maybe i might be wrong on that they might like just take it down overnight on new year's anyways this ride captures Halloween, like the Nightmare Before Christmas spirit in one. Everything gets reworked, the portraits and everything. Every year there's a new gingerbread castle or gingerbread cake in the ballroom or whatever it is. There's like Oogie Boogie at the end instead of the hitchhiking ghost. Then you get Lock Shocker Barrel with like explosives or whatever they give you. It's a really fun ride. You get to see Jack, Sally, Zero, Instead of the caretaker keeper, you get to see Shaq and Zero. The only old characters I think they really keep is Madame Leota to tell you of the fortune-telling cards, actually. And you get to see a lot of the cool, and the band, a little bit. I think the band also plays. Um, but yeah, that's a really fun ride. Instead of the floating candle, you get the floating bone and Zero down there. There is a scene where you go backwards, actually. I think it's it's really cool. You go backwards, and they're playing the kidnap the Sandy Claus. And it's in that scene where there's, like, banging on the doors and everything. Instead, you go backwards, and you see the giant wreath, and it's, like, it's really cool. It's, just, it's a really awesome experience if you love 
Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas is really one of my favorites. The mural, you know, have we if you get on Haunted Mansion, I'll talk about this more when I get there, but once you enter the mansion and go through the elevator and everything, before you're going to get in your Doom Buggy, which they still call it Doom Buggy, because what are they going to call it? Anyways, your Doom Buggy, it's just black, and it's like, creepy howling noises and everything and candlelights flickering here you actually get a really awesome artistic um countdown to christmas calendar you get, like the mayor you get like every nightmare before christmas character i i love that part it's amazing even in halloween they have that thing up because it's like such a big part of the ride and it's so awesome it's it's a much more welcoming mansion with happy haunts and it's a little bit some scenes are a little bit more creepier um you even get to see the giant snake in the attic like it's my it's my i had to put it i almost put it in s tier but i was like nah it's it's, in, it's not quite the original but man this is such a great ride uh, get on it please if you're ever there in that season i don't even care miss out on Splash Mountain for this thing. Even though I put even though Splash Mountain is like my absolute well actually Splash Mountain's club town, so you don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> don't even get on Winnie the Pooh compared to this. You can get on Winnie the Pooh later and just make this happen. Especially at night. If you're out there at night, oh man, it's so much fun. Now moving on to a ride that I never really did actually understand or like that much. Until I was older and I was like, I love this ride. Jungle Cruise. Man. Now I could say there's two different types of ways to experience the Jungle Cruise. You either, and this is in Adventureland, and of course Haunted Mansion Holiday, just like Haunted Mansion, is in New Orleans. I, I actually need to talk about Haunted Mansion Holiday. The queue, really amazing. I hit on it a lot. But Jungle Cruise, queue is fine. I could make the argument no queue, but it's fine. Um... Man, what can I say about this one? Uh, it's just so funny. So much fun. Um, it's a great length ride. And if you get on it at night, it's actually a little bit spooky. I'm like, dang, what's going to happen? And it like creates that surreal environment of the nighttime like jungle. Really fun at night. But during the day also, really fun. I would say get on it twice in one day if you can. Day and night. And see which one you like better. Now, going to California Adventure, Midway Mania. Midway Mania, the queue for this thing, got mixed feelings. It's a queue. I'd say it's really, it's one of the better ones, not like the best. There's like the potato head if he's not broken down. And then after that, it kind of just, the queue goes down. But there still is like a queue and you're inside. Anyways. The location of this is great, too. I haven't been talking about the location because I don't think it's that necessary. I only really talk about it on the hidden rides. But this is really, really great ride. It's better than Astro Bolt Blasters. All, like, the carnival games, 3D glasses. You just shoot, like, the guns. Um, then, when you get off the ride, you actually get to go into a gift shop of, like, all Toy Story merch, which actually nice gift shop. Um, and everything. I did forget to mention on the small world. Um, there is a gift shop, and it's 
consisting of small world merchandise, which sounds bizarre, but it's a very small gift shop, and you kind of have to make your way to it, but that's one. Now, moving back to Disneyland, Splash Mountain. This one's older, but the Princess and the Frog one's not here. I can already tell you, no matter what, it'll never be better, or even, it, it will never be better than Splash Mountain. It could be as good, the new one, because Tony Baxter, who worked on so many amazing rides like Splash Mountain, he's a retired Imagineer, but he actually came back for a special project, this new version. Now, Old Splash Mountain, absolute my favorite. The logs, you get to ride the logs, it's just so much fun. The queue, the queue, it's a queue. I don't know. Yeah, it's a queue. I kind of forgot it. It's just like really walls of you. And hear the song repeating. But it's, it's good, I guess. Uh, not the most immersive, but I love that ride. It's really fun if you ride it at night and it's freezing, which me and my dad did. Oh, man, that's a, that's a different experience. That's amazing, especially on that final drop. Like, you don't even care about the water. You care about the freezing wind. <laughs> but, yeah, it's so much fun. Right in the front row if you're ready to get wet. Actually, sometimes I'd say middle gets the most wet. Or the back, especially on your feet. Oh, but great ride. Next up is Soren in California Adventure. This has to be like one of my favorite. This is such a great ride. I put it towards the top of the A tier. It almost went in the top slot. But this ride is so relaxing. Soaring over the world is amazing. It used to be over California. I wish they kept it, but I guess a lot of Californians were like, yeah, we've already seen Sorno, California, and we live here. We we want to see the world. We don't want to go to Disney World. So then they changed it to world. Great. The location of this, depending on when you're where you're entering from the park, can be very hard to find. If you're entering from the Great, or uh, I almost said Great Wolf Lodge. It's not, but it is. <laughs> California Lodge, it, it's pretty easy to access. Um, Amazing ride, the queue... Is great once you get inside it's pretty good you can't beat patrick warbington i think is his name doing the voiceover the voice of kronk and lemmy snicket who plays lemmy snicket in series of unfortunate events series on netflix you just can't nothing goes better for an instructional video than him telling you how to ride the ride safely it's a great ride it's just very relaxing um there's smells in it there's a lot of cool elements uh, you just kind of sit there and just enjoy the flight. There's a lot of flight history, like Amelia Earhart, the Wright Brothers, a couple other famous flyers and flight stuff everywhere. It's great. Then we have um, the Millennium Falcon ride. I forgot what it's called. I don't know what it's called. It's definitely out of the Kessel Run. But, oh, man. Animatronic Hondo is one of the most realistic animatronics. I thought I was literally watching Hondo Onaka give me a, an assignment. Like I was in a Clone Wars episode or something. It was really amazing when I got on this ride. I got on it at Disney World. Uh, not Disneyland. So. It's same experience and whatever. You don't actually go inside the Millennium Falcon. You just... 
go in some weird back room show building. Um, who knows where you'd go, honestly. You can't go inside the Falcon because it's probably not even built. Um, but the entire queue for that is really fun. You get to see some weapons and you get to see just about weapons and you kind of just look out the windows and or walls and see um see the I guess galaxies I'd bought to landscaping and then once you get inside there you get to like see all the great things um like where they played the chess game and all the other stuff I'm pretty sure you find Sabak stuff it's just great stuff um, great stuff. The ride is really fun. You can actually even activate Chewy mode. I forget how. You can look it up. But that's where all the Honda lines are Chewy lines. It's great. But, yeah. Good ride. Now into the S tier. Oh boy. This. This is the second longest tier. Yeah. This has like just about every single giant thrill ride that there is. First up, we're going back to Disney and California Adventure at Grizzly River Run. Now, the Grizzly River Run is one of my favorite rides. There isn't really a queue. You see a giant bear outside, and that's about it. But it is way better than Walt Disney World's version of a Grizzly River-type run, which is the Cali River Rapids. That thing awful. Cali River Rapids I highly do not recommend because it's just so bad, and that's... I don't even know what's think of it um but the Grizzly river run is really amazing ride you just get to go through the caves you get wet it's all fun you're very it's pretty fast you go it sounds it starts out very slow then you go fast you hear the roaring bears in the caves and all this stuff and you spiral out of control great ride next up is the haunted mansion the haunted mansion oh i forgot to say actually uh of course the millennium falcon is in Galaxy's Edge Bot 2. Soren is actually in Condor Flats. Splash Mountain is in Critter Country, along with Winnie the Pooh. Midway Mania is in Pixar Pier. Jungle Cruise is in Adventureland. Grizzly River Run is also in Condor Flats. Um, really close, actually, to Soren. And Haunted Mansion is in New Orleans Square. Haunted Mansion has so much to offer. There are hours upon hours upon hours of YouTube videos and content out there to research on the, mount the mansion. You'll never fully understand the mansion. There are so many different versions of the mansion. Sadly, Walt never saw the finished product. He died before the mansion even released. It's very sad. This was one of his biggest projects. This and another famous ride on this list were some of his biggest projects that he was looking forward to so so much but cue for this thing it starts once you enter the graveyard there's it, it's really fun there's a kind of you can make the argument there is a no cue zone which is after you see the tombstones you're kind of just like bored until you get up into the mansion and then you know the elevator is a part of the queue then you get to walk past the portraits then you get to walk past some weird candles i guess and then you board your doom buggy. Next up, going back to Disney California Adventures for the next two is 
Radiator Springs Racers. Now, I put it this low on the list because it is, it's a dark ride. Q is awful. The wait times are outrageous. It's like 120 plus. It's really bad. Really bad. But I love this ride. It smells like diesel in there and gasoline. And it's, it's a weird smell. Some people don't like it. it smells like motors then. There's like the cool, you know, seeing the cars where they're driving. Like, well, I don't even know what the heck you call it. <laughs> yes, they're driving. I guess it's Sally and McQueen are just driving and there's like this waterfall. You get to see that. You kind of redo the scene. Uh, then you go inside and you get to see all the Mac. Like, you get to see Mac. You go to Radiator Springs. It's very thrilling. You get to scare the giant copper, or like the farmer dude. It's great for Cars fans. It's great for Pixar fans in general. It's really amazing. Um, greatest. It's amazing. It's amazing stuff. But the race in the end, of course, is the big reason people get on this ride. And it's very fun. It's very fun. It's faster than Test Track, I think. Or maybe it's slower. I can't remember. But it's basically Test Track remastered in a way. Now this ride, this ride is a classic. I believe actually it's almost 10 years old. So yeah, but it's been here for some time and people just love this ride. Incredicoaster is the next. Radiator Springs, oh I did forget. It's in the Radiator Springs, the racers. Incredicoaster, Pixar Pier. So this used to be California Screaming and now it's the Incredicoaster. Man. There isn't really a queue, but I love this ride. There's, it, of course, the loop. It's just so much fun. It, it, they did this with the Incredibles. Like I was like, oh my gosh, it's the Incredibles. I love the Incredibles. And then I got on it, and then I was just so happy. It's kind of based off of Incredibles, too. They're trying to get Jack-Jack, and like the tunnels now have the Incredibles family members and voiceovers playing, and your speakers like blasting in your ears. Uh yeah, but it's it's all amazing. It's amazing. Trust me. I love that. I love it. It's the great. It's one of my favorite rides of all time. I almost put it higher on our list, but the next few are far superior. Uh, you also do get to see, like, Edna and uh, Jack-Jack, I think, in the end. Maybe in the beginning. Maybe in the beginning. I forgot. But, yeah, you even get to see some, like, animatronic type yeah animatronic types which is cool i thought they would never do that on a roller coaster like this that's mostly outdoors but they, they found a way and i mean the expectation was kind of there i mean if you're gonna make an incredibles ride you're either gonna do a dash voiceover or it's gonna be like you're gonna race against frozen because there's water right there which kind of suck It'd be lame but this stuff is i love this ride and it blasts the Incredibles theme song in your ears. Like, well, what's better than that? Anyways, going back to Disneyland in Adventureland. Our favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite directors of all time. Probably my, the favorite, the best out there. George Lucas's Indiana Jones takes an adventure. Dude, this is the greatest ride. It's so amazing. Like, all of these are basically the greatest rides and this one's amazing. You're in a Jeep car and you're trying to go on a new adventure and it's either you're going to get it riches 
immortality, no, youngness, riches, and I think actually immortality, or no, time, knowledge, knowledge, which is the hardest one to get, you usually get riches, or the fountain of youth, but like time, that's, that's very special, and you're not supposed to look into Mara's eyes, which is like this goddess of this temple, um, I'm just gonna explain the plot of this ride real quick, and then ever, evidently, I mean, how would it be a ride if you did look in her eyes, that'd be lame, you just get your prize and walk on out, but no, this is Indiana Jones, you go on this crazy adventure, you escape that part of the tomb, and then you, like, meet a dead army, no, actually, you meet Indiana Jones trying to close, like, a tomb full of spirits, I guess, um, it's blasting the theme song in your ears, there's this really cool part after that, after you see Indy, where you get this giant view of the ride, and the skull, like, shoots, like, a laser at you type thing, and, poof, like, I think they have, like, a little fire sound effect or whatever. Anyways, main point is that ride is amazing, and it's just such an adventure. The ending is so amazing. It's so iconic. The giant boulder scene, like, it, it's just amazing. Like, that's the way to end an Indiana Jones ride, by taking the most iconic scene and living it out in real life. That's, that's the way to do it. And it's amazing. I love that ride. It's so fun. The queue makes it so amazing. Now, if you look up a video, I think it's closer to 15 minutes per video, maybe 12. Because the queue is long, but it fleshes out somewhat of a story. You kind of walk up to the temple. You're outside. You have to gate your way into the temple. There's a lot of snake statues out there. There's a broken down jeep. You walk into the temple. You see this artwork of Mara and the people the people worshipping Mara, she's the goddess of all this, and then you're walking through, you're seeing some cool stuff, even the, like, ending cue, really fun, there used to be, like, I guess, like, if you punch this thing, the ceiling would fall on you, kind of, start to fall on you, and spikes, uh, fun stuff, there's even, you can try and find the decoder online now, but there's little hieroglyphic type messages, I think, of, some cryptic thing that Disney made as a language. Anyways, the Indiana Jones adventure makes Adventureland Adventureland. That and the Tiki Room. Which the Tiki Room isn't on this list because that's a show. You can make the... Yeah, it's a show. Next up, the ex, one of the greatest exclusive rides to Disneyland. Matterhorn Box Lights. Now... You ride in a bobsled, so you already know. You're going to be crashing up against the thing, like, bing, 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 bing. Kind of like the little ping pong missions where they go, like, back and forth, back and forth. Imagine that. You're going on a Yeti expedition type thing. Sadly, they got rid of Harold the Yeti, and they put him in the next ride. Big hint, and Figment, and Howard the Duck, I think. Huge hint. Right there. Anyway. This ride is amazing. They used to have Harold, but I guess little kids got scared. I know I did when I was a little kid. And then I never got to see Harold again. But I love this ride. The queue, there really isn't one. But this ride is so much fun. It's like Big Thunder Mountain in a in an ice cave. And you're, there's a little bit more story. Well, actually, no, there's less story than Big Thunder Mountain, I think. Anyways, that's Matterhorn. Next up final one in California Adventure. How could I not forget? How could I forget it? 
yeah, I'm not doing the Spider-Man one today. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that in the beginning of the podcast because I haven't been on it. Oh, wait, actually, I did say that I was going to do that. Well, I put the, actually the Spider-Man one. I mean, I love Spider-Man. So I've actually put it before. Mm, let's go back to the B tier, A tier real quick. Yeah, let's put it before Midway Mania. So Spider-Man one, Um, I don't really know what the queue is like. You get to fight Spider-Bots and I think you're with Tom Holland Spider-Man probably. But you get to fight Spider-Bots and play around. It's like, a, um, it's basically like Midway Mania. That's why I'm putting it before that. It's just marble touch on it. So yeah. Anyways, going back, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I use, I love the Tower of Terror, Twilight Zone. And I was like, no, you're changing it. And then it's Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, ooh, this could be cool. And it is so much fun. You get to like listen to Peter Quill's soundtrack. So that makes it so much better. It's an amazing ride. It's not a step down or an upgrade. Actually, I think it's a little bit of an upgrade because the queue area, like you're, you're, the collector has finally collected Star, the entire crew, Star Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and group. I think Mantis actually helps you break out. Anyways, this ride is just amazing. Cool music, cool everything free fall ride it's amazing right um q you get to see like a lot of cool marble easter eggs there's possibly figment i mean we're pretty sure they put the original figment in a box and tried to try to like color up the box pink so you don't really see if it's figment but you can make the outline and you're like who else would be in a pink box pinkish purple box then figment and Harold the Yeti is just sitting, like, not even, they're not even trying to hide it. They kind of, well, kind of, he's hidden in plain sight in one of the places. Man, it is amazing. I think even Howard the Duck is there. I'm pretty sure you can find, like, a lot of vibranium. I don't know about the cap shield. So, yeah, it's great. Also, this is one of the very more fewer Disney rides that has a Halloween edition. So, yeah. Uh, I've never been on the Halloween edition. I wish I got to go for Halloween to Disneyland, California. We only went to Disneyland when I went. But, yeah. Um, anyways. Yes, the Halloween edition is just rocking and Groot trying to break out. And there's like monsters trying to kill you. Good fun. Now going back to Disneyland for the last two rides. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Is amazing. I love pirates. I love the movies. I love everything about pirates. Pirates is the greatest ride of all time and all space and everything. And um, the queue is amazing. Captain Jack Sparrow, Barbosa, the boats, the smell. Everything about that thing is great. Even the end, like, you get to go out and there's a gift shop right next to you. So much fun. It's a long ride. Yes, there's the great drops in the beginning, and then the rest is just like a piratey voyage. It's amazing. I love it. Lastly, top of the list. I had to put this one in here. Big Thunder Mountain. I love Big Thunder Mountain. It is the greatest. That's the top of the tier list. Now, this has a queue. I guess you could say, yeah, it has a queue, I guess, um, once you get into, like, a certain area, it's kind of like the Gold Rush time era, 
I guess, and, like, they struck a gold, but then there's a runaway train, and you're on the runaway train. I love this ride. It's a great family-friendly roller coaster, and it's amazing. Uh, just absolutely brilliant runaway train type deal. Um, I'm pretty sure it's really one of their most famous, but, like, the sound effects and everything, it's a callback to old, um, attractions they used to have the crystal like rainbow crystal mines but now they have this well thank you for listening to my tier list today um and i hope you've been educated on some disney stuff and you probably now have a great uh understanding of disneyland yeah this is the longest podcast i've ever made i think it's gonna be like hour and 20 or 30 minutes out here but i hope you've enjoyed this i hope that it's educated you i hope you're gonna enjoy the uh disney world one which that'll be wow that's gonna be two hours probably but yeah uh, i look forward to doing more disney type deep dives i'm i'm trying to work on some disney land and disney world type lore concepts but yeah see you in the next one